You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. Yeah, here we had a chance to watch the Olympics this year. It was a tough year for athletes with extra year of training and less than ideal running conditions in Tokyo in July. We know years of training go into that level, even just to qualify for the trials. So we thought you'd like some insight from someone who's been there before. Scott Dvorak is known to local runners as the owner of Charlotte Running Company, but he's also had a long career in running at the highest level, including the trials for the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. He took a break from his own running around Charlotte to join us on our running around Charlotte podcast today. Welcome, Scott. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, DC Lucchese, how you doing this morning? Caffeinated and motivated, man. All right. Excellent. So uh, have you been watching any of the Olympics on TV, Scott? I have. And I've, you know, I've been the guy getting up at five in the morning to watch some of the, the semis and, uh, early on. Um, I mean, I have to say like, and I, I don't realize it, but every four years, but, uh, I am, I am like an emotional wreck, uh, when the Olympics go on, I swear to God, I don't cry much, but I cry a lot, uh, during these three weeks of the Olympic trials. It's, it doesn't take much to set me off. And I think it's just because no of my own, my own personal, you know, one, regrets you know I guess that you know that that is that is something I always wanted I always wanted to be on an Olympic team and and just to see some of these athletes um one knowing some of the backstory of how, how they got there but two um you know seeing seeing them you know the the uh the agony of defeat and and you know the them winning and it, it's yeah it just it brings out it brings out a, a deep uh emotional tie for me well, that's great. So you you competed in the steeplechase, correct? Three three thousand meter steeplechase back I, in ninety steeple, six. I was actually the five thousand meters. Uh, five thousand. I I ran steeplechase all the way up until ninety five. Um, I hit a barrier in in ninety four uh, up in Canada, and and it made me realize that I didn't really want to run that event anymore. Um, you, you have to be kind of ignorant to the fact that those barriers don't move. And, and then when you realize that they, they don't move, um, when you hit them, uh, you, you become a little afraid of them. And, and that was kind of me. I, I, I wasn't the same steepler after that, uh, that one ring rang my bell. So, so to speak. Okay. So I moved so to the five. Were... And it... Go ahead. So I, I said, I, you know, I moved to the five and, and not, and after 95 and, and ultimately I think I was probably a better 5,000 meter runner than, than a steeplechaser. Um, I was always a, a, a rhythm runner. And, you know, when you throw barriers out there, it tends to break up your steeple, uh, you know, your ability to hurdle a little bit. So yeah, that would be the 5, opposite of rhythm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, you know, the 5,000 meters, you know, my best steeples always came when, when I was out in front and I wasn't having to, you know, try to figure out where the barrier was with a guy in front of me. You know, if I could be in front or up close to the front, I, I tend to steeple better. Um, so yeah, 5,000, I think was ultimately my better event of the two. So, so you get to the trials and, and 
so with 5,000, there are a couple of prelim races, correct? Yes, yeah, well, so in what, 96, there was, there was one what, semi. One semi? What was the pressure like for you back in 96 to knowing what, you know, you're a fairly driven guy and, and goal-oriented, and so your goal is to make the Olympics, and, and you've made it this far, and it's like, you've got to perform at a certain level or you go yeah, home and the right. answer is no. What was the pressure like going into that race for you? You know, it, it's, it, it's the accumulation of four years of hard training. You know, it's, it's everything. And um, you try not to think about what, what happens if, if you don't make the team. I mean, you're only, you're only thinking about, you know, all the hard work you've put in and, and, um, you know, and, and hoping for the best outcome, hoping you've prepared yourself well. And, you know, I think any, any athlete at that level, you know, that you don't think about failure. You only think about, you know, yeah. succeeding, you know, it, it, I, I think you almost have to be, um, uh, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know the words to put it in. You, 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 you have to think about uh it's not a cockiness but it it's a it's a, a feeling like you you will succeed you know i mean i think any right. great athlete yeah. got to the point that they are because they they feel like they're they deserve to be at that level and, and they mm -hmm. they can succeed so um yeah i mean it, it's a lot of pressure uh but you try not to think about the pressure um you know, just get in there and do the, do the, do the job, do the work. Um, so. Yeah. But to your point, like you said earlier, man, the emotion, it's not just the, it's the four years of physical training. Sure. But it's yeah. also four years of uh, four years of you know confidence building that go into that. And if you entered that at all, I would think with, you know, the, the slightest shadow of a doubt, then, I mean, it's like, like anything else, right? If you, if you, if you think it's going to not happen or happen, there's a lot of that that's, that's got to go into that. I mean, certainly I've never performed that level or participated at that level, but I mean, hell, just even towing the line at something. And if you say, oh, this is going to be horrible, then it's going to be just, and even though for someone who is, you know, as old as, as I am, you know, 96 seems like yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. But, but the reality of it is, I don't care how old or young you are uh, looking. I can't imagine looking at those Olympic athletes and the, the emotion that they're experiencing now can't be any different than the emotional experience you had, you know, when you were in that spot. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was fortunate too. And in, in, in 96, I mean, it was kind of a breakout year for me. I, mm -hmm. I had a lot of PRs that year. I had a lot of success um, mm -hmm. leading up to the trials and, and, you know, it, it just, the whole year was a confidence builder for me. And, and mm -hmm. um, you know, so I went into the trials. I mean, I had the, the fifth best time going into the trials that year Um had run really well at Penn Relays earlier that year, uh, mm. had run a really fast uh, 1500 up in, in Boston two weeks before the trials. And so I was really feeling like, man, I, I've got a shot at this. And, you know, what I didn't prepare for at the Olympic trials was in 96 was, was the heat. Um, 
you know, I remember warming up on the practice track prior to the the race that night and they, you know, in, in their infinite wisdom, they decided to run uh, the 5,000 meter off at 5 p.m. Um, yeah. that, that day. <laughs> and I remember being on the track and it was just so brutally hot. Like just, I just felt the, the sun searing <laughs> searing my body and oh man and i think i think if you know if 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 ever i during that time something got in my head it was that that you know warm-up run on the track because it was just Mm -hmm. so hot that i was just you know i was just like god this is brutal um and it ultimately like i i fell out with uh you know heat exhaustion so i didn't even finish the race um at the trials so uh you know to kind of come to in the medical tent i had an iv in each arm and and uh you know i i it was all just kind of a whirlwind but it it really kind of hit me because it was the last event of the evening i walked out into uh the stadium and the the whole stadium was empty except for my family was the only ones there Mm -hmm. and and that's when the wave of emotion just came over me it was just yeah uh i mean i I get emotional now just thinking back on it so i'm sure um yeah. And, and I think that's probably why, you know, when I talk about getting emotional watching these Olympic games, it, it brings a lot of that up. No, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. So, now, now I'm not going to, there's no way in the world I'm going to let you end this on something like this. Tell me about the pop. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because I can't do that to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. T- I know there were positives that came out of that experience. And sure. I mean, because there's a yin and yang to everything. Tell us about what you took away from that. But you said, you know what? These were the these you were know, the positives. These were the tops that came from that. You know, I, I mean, I think for for starters at that time, I mean, you know, that was just one bump in what was a great season for me, and mm-hmm. and I carried that into the next year. You know, I had another great great season the next year. I finished sixth at nationals, um, which was my highest national finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up, you know, getting invited to a, a it was a, a Olympic. Uh, study where we lived at altitude it's called live high train low for three weeks we lived at park city utah we trained in, yeah. in in salt lake city and you know just the bonds uh friendships i made you know during that three weeks with other athletes that i've carried through to this day mm-hmm. um you know that was all positive and 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 knowing that i could come back from that event and and you know from that one event and have have a great season the next year um so you know by no mm-hmm. means you know i i do if anything, I look at my career, if there's bitterness, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to make that Olympic team and, and that, sure. that will be something that, that I'll always want, you know, mm-hmm. but overall, I have to look at my whole experience as being a, a really positive one, um, you know, from the friendships I made, from the places I got to travel and go mm-hmm. and, and got it, it spring, springboarded me to the career that I've had for the last, you know, 21 years. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, I have really good feelings about about what I did and what I accomplished and what I experienced. And um, yeah, I mean, it's I don't running's been very good to me, you know, as a as a Kenyan said once. So exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Now, I'm saying, I, and I know Tim's going to ask you about this. How would you equate this, uh, you know, compared to your experience on MTV's Real World? <laughs> I was an audience TV's real world. 
I know, man. I know. I'm just, I'm just I probably, just... I probably lived that at times, but <laughs> I know. I ain't that the dang truth. Oh man. Now, now, real quickly for those who have never, uh, who are new to town and new to all of this, they may know you and they may know some of your stuff. I mean, you ran at NC State, and 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 all of this, you know, after your, you know, your professional running career. You know, you started uh, Charlotte Running Company. What made you say, you know what? That's my next move. Uh, you know, really, it was more the the um, the career path that I was on at the time. I was working as a, a graphic designer, and I sat in a cubicle all day and didn't really talked to people. And anybody knows me; that's not really my personality. <laughs> I mean, I do I do like to be kind of out in front of people, and and so I just the thought of doing that for the rest of my life just seemed really, uh, you know, sad to me. I, I just didn't think I could do it, even though I liked the, the creative side of it. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I knew running and, yeah. you know, I mean, part of it was just the climate at the time, you know, Charlotte was a growing city and, mm-hmm. and there was one other store in town. And I just felt like, you know, there was opportunity there and, and, you know, I, I felt like I could be good at it. And mm-hmm. I didn't know a whole lot about retail. I mean, I'd spent a little time working at REI right out of college. And so mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I knew, I knew the selling shoes side of things, but I didn't really know the back end of uh, ordering and, you know, managing the books stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I knew how to multiply and, and, and add and subtract. And I figured, you know what, just <laughs> Don't let your minuses get more than your pluses and, you know, be a little conservative. And, um, you know, I, I, I figured I could make it work. So, it, you know, it was it was a, a good leap of faith. You know, again, yeah. just like the steeplechase, mm-hmm. I kind of had to be ignorant to the fact that I could fail and yeah. and, yeah. you know, kind of just take the leap. So. So you guys you guys have now got five stores. You've got a couple business partners. Things are going well for you. I yep. remember back in the '90s too, as a as a race director, um, having you out at some of the races, and um, you set a couple of state records here in Charlotte. You've got the 5K state record. I I haven't checked to see if that still stands. I guess I should have checked. It, it, it is. It is. It 15K is as well. And the 15K <laughs> up at uh, Jatan, um, yep. and I, you know, I remember. Um, I remember when you finished, you were talking to Larry and me after the Greek Fest 5K, and you said, I was a tangent running MF. (laughs) (laughs) Trying trying to stay on every single tangent to save every single step. I I forget what the time was. It was 1430. 1408. 1408. Good. Yeah. That's incredible. So, and there, you know, there is some backstory to it. So uh, my coach at the time was a guy named Jim Cooper, who still lives here in town. Mm -hmm. Um, Jim was a a tremendous steeplechaser, 819, uh, finished fourth at the Olympic trials in 92, I believe. Um, And Jim owned that record. Uh, You know, he was 1410 was the record. And we had talked about it uh, prior. And I just like that was I knew I was in great shape, but I had just come off that uh, that study and I was I'd been at, you know, altitude and I knew I was really fit. And, you know, I just was like, I'm, I'm going to get that record. I told him before I was going to get it. And so <laughs> um, 
what's interesting was like the first mile, you know, uh, Barrett Hopper, uh, who used to yeah. live locally and Barrett was a good runner. I mean, he, you know, Barrett could, he was, he was a 1430 guy, you know, he could, he could run yeah. really well over 5k and Barrett went out with me. Um, and I remember the first mile, like we went out in like 429, I believe it was. And Barrett was all over me. I mean, he was, he was clipping my legs and, and I remember getting really angry at him because I was like, I, I said to him, Barrett, we've got this whole GD road and you got to be right up on me. Like, and he was like, he, he, he was very apologetic and backed off a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I, I had to kind of get my emotions back in check because I got really angry because he was just clipping me so much. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, then I was just, I was just trying to make the most of the course. So uh, well, it was lucky uh, enough to come home with a win in the, in the record. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it, there might be a little bit of luck, but it's, you know, it's hard work and training and, you know, kind of the sequence events leading up to that, you talked about mm -hmm. training at altitude and all of that played into it. I mean, mm -hmm. when you talk about two seconds, it seems like an eternity in, in a, in a race, when you look at the Olympics and you're talking about one hundredths and tenths of a second that separate mm -hmm. winners from losers or winners from non-winners, but um, <laughs> a lot had to go into that. And, uh, and you did it. And then the, the 15k up at, at Lake Norman too, which is not as easy of a course, but you know, it, I remember asking you one time about the course, what do you think? And you said, you know, it's a fair course. It'll, it'll give you back what it takes from you. And there's some rolling hills, but there's nothing, nothing in there that'll kill you. And um, I think you had your family out there too. Um, your daughter, McKenna, was probably a, a little infant at the time, uh, if I, if mm -hmm. I remember correctly, but I think um, she was you, maybe a, just born. Yeah. Yeah. She probably so was only about four or five months. Yeah. How many uh, yeah, kids you got now? My daughter, my daughter, my daughter's 18. She actually would drop her off at UNCG next Wednesday, uh, this coming Wednesday. Damn. And uh, um, my uh, son is uh, five. Well, four are going to be five here in September. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 there was a lot. There was light at the end of the tunnel, and then I, uh, I, I signed back up for another uh, <laughs> uh, round. So. Yeah, well, uh, no worries. Oh, you, yeah. uh, we're, we're, we've all been there. Yeah. Do you, uh, does your daughter run? She doesn't, you know, she, uh, much to my chagrin, you know, she, she has never been as driven towards athletics. She did do a stint of field hockey early in high school. And mm -hmm. I think it was more for the, the social aspect of it. Um, she's really more into the performing arts and, and uh, that's what she's going to major in. And I'll, I'll say, awesome. you know, having, having been a, an athlete that was very driven, um, I, I will say like my daughter is every bit as driven in her uh, chosen craft as I was at her age for running. And it's, it's kind of nice to see it, Awesome, you know, parlay into something else. It doesn't necessarily have to be sport, um, but she's, she really is, is, you know, working towards her goals and it's nice to see that's cool man that's great good for her and good for you, you guys you get a chance yeah. to run much still are you still out you, you know i get out once in a while i i uh i've become a pelotonian um you know <laughs> i uh i just got into this probably about four months ago after being you know i i've always been very active just in life 
Um, I, I do a lot of heavy lifting around my yard. I, if you ever saw my house, there's a lot of hardscaping and, and uh, we've probably moved easily probably 20 tons of brick down to my backyard to make terraces and stuff. And, um, but I, you know, I kind of got away from doing a lot of cardio and I've, the Peloton, man, I, I really like it. Like it's, it gives me that opportunity to compete when I want to <sighs> compete, you know, I can just get in there and, mm-hmm. and kind of uh, zone out and, yeah. and, you know, operate at about 140 beats per minute. And um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of my new, my new thing. I'm really, I've probably been more committed to it than I have any other activity over the last, you know, 15 years. So um, it's kind of oh. nice to get back where you're that's, sweating a lot. Yeah. And, and it's easier <laughs> on the knees too, right? For sure. And I think that's part of my problem now. And, and maybe, you know, I think every time I, I, I went through stints of saying, Oh, I'm going to get back into running. And I would, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tie a week or two together and just the flexibility is not there. You know, I don't have problems with my knees. I don't, if anything, it's more, uh, just flexibility issues. And so I would, you know, it starts to hurt and I would be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Nice thing about the bike is that it doesn't hurt. You know, I can, I can put a hard effort in and I'm, I'm still able to walk without a hitch in my step the next day. So, um, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining us for, for anybody who wants to connect with you. I'm sure you've got a social media handle and, uh, if you sure. want to share that, you're, you're welcome to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, my Instagram is, uh, Scootaman, S-C-O-O-T-A-M-A-N. Um, I mean, I'm on Facebook if you search my name. Um, yeah. Or you can always, uh, Scott at charlotterunning.com. You can always email me. So yeah. there you go, man. There well, thanks. Go. Appreciate you joining us. Um, we'd love to have you back again, talk some more about running. It's, uh, I love your passion. I love your drive. And uh, you, you um, probably uh, don't get enough credit for, for everything that's happened over the last 25 years in the running community. Uh, you know, you're kind of a, seemed to me to be a fly below the radar kind of guy, but um, really just a real testament to what hard work and dedication will do both on the running side and the business side. And I, I wish you the best and uh, look forward to talking with you again. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate those kind words. And uh, th- yeah. thank you both for having me on. You bet, right. man. Thanks, guys. See you later. Take care, guys. All right. Appreciate Bye. you, brother. Bye. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is available at runcharlotte.com. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week anywhere you listen to podcasts.